Okay, we are live. So I wear this uh, little order ring over here in case any of you wonder why I do wear this ring but um, I've definitely got some sort of something in me because the past, I don't know if you'll be able to see this but for the past basically week my heart rate has been, I don't know if you can see that, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, my heart rate has been elevated for the past week, it's been averaging like 47 when I usually have a resting heart rate of 41. So there, some random uh, random information for you. But it's very interesting to see how um, I I'm very skeptical. You know, I speak about the biohackers paradox a lot. So this idea that um, these biohackers and these people that want to extend their life and they think about mortality, immortality rather, um, how they're actually running away from something instead of um, facing memento mori, death in the face. They are uh, clearly running away from something. You know, not not everyone. You know, you get the, I think you get the Ben Greenfields who are absolutely the best at what they do in this field. And I love their, how he combines the ancient wisdom with the um, technology side. But what I'm getting at is it's interesting to see how when technology, um, let me just make sure my, I'm auto-focusing here. Um, it, what's interesting to see is how technology, when it uh, syncs up with your intuitive sense, because I haven't been feeling great the past week. Who knows? Could be could be the COVID, who, who, who knows? Um, I don't plan on going for a test. Um, I've already been for one, and it came back negative a few months back. So um, it's actually crazy to think the amount of people that go for these tests, you know, I saw a big sign yesterday, it said, have, are you, have you developed antibodies for COVID? Uh, come get tested. It's clearly just another method of making money from you, you know, because what's going to happen? Okay, if you get tested positive for COVID, what are you going to do? Are you, is that just going to give you permission now to get isolated or how's it going to change something from when you are feeling down and you've just got the flu? Because then technically when we get the flu, we should all be taking the exact same measures that we would with COVID, but we don't. We go to the office when we know we should be um, taking a break and things like that. So I don't know, that's just very interesting. And it's not the topic of today's discussion because today I'm speaking about the elusive, the crazy, the wonderful, the paradoxical grass-fed versus grain-fed meat. And I'm going to stop you there and say, again, I'm no expert. Um, if you've come to the show for expert advice, you're in the wrong place. Um, what I am giving you is a practical viewpoint of what I think with grass-fed versus grain-fed. Okay, so from Sacred Cow, the book that I highly recommend everyone read if you are interested in regenerative agriculture, and Rob Wolf and Diana Rogers, this is an amazing book. They quote saying... Perhaps most glaring, although grass-fed meats may be superior from sustainability, from a sustainability perspective, current research indicates that it is only marginally different from conventionally raised meat. 
when it comes to health and nutrients. Sorry, I butchered that quote quite a bit. Maybe need another cup. Um, so this is going to ruffle a few feathers. Um, so somebody also messaged me a while back when I was starting. You know, I was uh, reporting my grass-fed, um, my grass-fed, my um, my keto carnivore experiments. When I initially started, he said, "Are you buying grass-fed?" And I said, I try, I try the best I can, but most of the time, to be honest, it's too expensive for me. But he ended that sentence saying, because if you're not, then there's no point. And also, you know, I'm a big fan of skin in the game. And, I, and this person, this particular person wasn't exactly um, the healthiest type. If he was a, a ripped to shreds athlete that uh, wanted that could train every day, and he said this to me, I probably would have taken his comments a little more seriously but he wasn't so again like i said i'm a big fan of skin in the game if you're going to come and show me something show me what you're doing don't tell me what you do show me what you're doing with what you eat and things like that so what comes to mind for me is i mean i'm not going to get into the the actual um the actual science and things behind because i'm sure you're more than capable to google and things like that and there's a lot of conflicting advice so i'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. What I'm saying is there's a phrase in South Africa, um, dollar what you must. So do what you can with what you've got. And my goal is to break the barrier between the preconceived notion of what people think health is and what it actually is and how we can take down this notion that you need a lot of money and a lot of resources to be healthy when in fact you don't you know um i was chatting to tim noakes not on my highly recommend listening to my podcast with the podcast with them which i released uh, yesterday but um he was saying that you know an egg in the town in the township is about 50 cents that's one of the best sources of protein and fat you can get and it's like 50 cents so that just shows you one and then two if you've got the resources and you've got the money, obviously grass-fed is going to be your best option because I think they're saying that there's no real um, studies to show that it's actually that much better. But why I think you should buy grass-fed when you can is because the cow, the cows are going to be raised better. And from an ethical point of view, if you're a meat eater, obviously grass-fed cows is going to be a better quality of meat in terms of them being in the pasture, moving around, their muscles are, are working, you know, things like that. That's a just that's just a logical side to this argument. Um, but having said that, you know, somebody asked me, they said, so do you buy from Jackson's Real Food Market, which is just on the road from me? Do you buy meat from them? And I said, no ways. There's no ways I can afford that. It's just way too expensive. If I could, I would, but I can't. Most of the time, I buy from Woolies or uh, Impala Meats. Is it Impala Meats? Yes, in Northcliffe, because they've got a very nice butchery there. It's cheap and it's easy because I just eat way too much for the price that those cost. Having said that, let's now look at the difference between, you know, I speak about this with my mom quite a lot. It's like, let's look, have a look at the difference between restaurant prices and just normal steak prices so 
on average, I worked it out, on average, I'm probably spending, I don't want to butcher this, but I'm probably spending about 100 rand a day, and I'm eating a lot of meat, 100 rand a day on food, and that's split between two people. That, for me, is far, is an investment as well, in terms of not being sick from insulin resistance all the time and not it's not to say that I'm not going to get sick or something it's not not to say that this way of eating is going to give you immortality it's not like Tim, even Tim Noak said that he said that but what it's doing is just giving you a better chance and it's it's making you feel better and I can definitely feel when you know like lately I've adapted my eating habits to more intuitive so sometimes i add a bit of avo in now and again and um so like i said i'm not i'm not when i say meat based or keto or carnivore it means that it's the 80 20 it means that 80 percent of your calories are definitely coming from uh meat and the rest maybe butter coffee a little bit of avo here and there um uh, rice on the weekend just for me to uh get a bit of a carb load going so that I can get fueled for the week. So I'm not crazy about it. And um, I mean, like I just showed you now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel terrible. Like I've felt absolutely pop this last week um, in terms of training and everything. And who knows what it is. Um, I'm hoping it's going to get better soon because that'll be great. Um, but again, I'm, I can't stress this enough that if you listen to what I'm saying to you and don't I think the I think it's sort of this notion that it's easier to say yeah no it's just too expensive I think that's an excuse to be honest I think uh, if you are making the expensive excuse um, it means you don't want it bad enough and you don't want to change your life bad enough so come to me when you are willing to make the decision because we see this again and again with anybody who is successful or whatever they have made a decision and they've created an identity around that decision and it's become part of them so health is a decision and you make time for it and you put in the effort and it once that initial hurdles over and once it becomes part of your identity people start to be like oh okay you are that person and once they start to do that you yourself are just going to be living the life that you wanted to live all along without even knowing it because you're going to be healthy and you're going to have the energy and resources to make better better decisions in life and I'm a firm believer that um, I was chatting to a friend about how there's many aspects to health and I'm not saying people sometimes confuse and they think that by eating right or eating carnivore, eating keto, or eating vegan, whatever works for you, I don't, I'm not telling you what to believe, but by just doing that, you are going to be healthy and you, you're dead wrong. I think what you give your body and the nutrients you give it is important, but those nutrients and those mechanisms need to inform you on a on another plane, on a spiritual level. They need to give you the food to deal with your deeper problems. That's what I'm saying. So with the biohackers paradox, I think a lot of biohackers and people that are doing this shit are actually running away from a deeper problem. And I'm, I'm the first to admit I was one of those. But 
So have a look into what your deeper problems are and just know that eating the right food is one aspect of it. It's not the overarching main aspects of health and fitness, in my opinion. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an ecosystem that runs on its own edifice and you just need to look after it and understand it and understand yourself. Um, I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you don't, please subscribe, give, give a thumbs up, share it, whatever you have to do. Give me a rating on Apple Podcasts if you are there. If you're on YouTube, welcome. Um, that goes a long way to just help people discover my work and things like that. But um, yeah, I really appreciate it. And uh, have a great Friday. Cheers for now.